This week's a little bit different. We're going to call this one Origins of the Code. Martin had some questions for me, so I thought what we could do is he could sit down and ask me questions on the show. So that's what we did. I basically gave control of the podcast to Martin, in a way. This was totally unplanned, so all the questions he asked me happened on the spot. It was a spontaneous conversation. And I got to share some ideas and explore a few things. Look, I think there might be a follow-up to this one because I want to finish my thoughts on a few of the things we discussed. However, it was very cool to sit down and have Martin ask me some questions because, you know, there's a it's it's been a long road and my ideas have evolved. Some have stayed the same yet evolved within them and it's fascinating to explore those ideas in this time of chaos. That's about it for me. I don't know what song we're going to use as I record this, so surprise, whichever one it is. Thanks very much, guys. Remember on Patreon, Unlocking the Code, if you want to swing a few bucks our way, that'd be great. Every little bit helps. Look after yourselves, stay disciplined, and we'll talk soon. Cheers. We went from spitting jam stuff, 50 fans in a little cramped room, a shoebox he couldn't fit, a shoe in a tour, Switzerland with my man in the minivan, being the man of the minican, happening in a minute, man. I've seen bodies that I trust in a way, cause money can't buy your love, but it can earn your hate, and none of you came from fuck to the movement with large, now every crew is making music, every dude has got bars, now every half-assed bar fly up in the bar once, she said about spitting about the dark and the hard times, on the fighting for the crowds and the such, when we encountered in the pal who had been down on his lap It's a volley's pushing trolleys, eating soup from the tent My girls are golly, man, these parties ain't improving a thing We'll swap your warmies for some volley, swap your soup for some wings So fly with us, we light it up and it's a beautiful Try to tell me over time we'd be forgotten, rotten Thinking that you're gonna keep me boxed in? Nonsense, hilltop and class rock till you're noggin' nodding You can walk in my shoes but never fit in my jeans I do this with no option till my body's old and rotten And exhausted, keep it going cause I'm living my when it comes to picture painting, we might be the illustrated with the visuals illustrated. That's still communication. Therapy for life without the rehabilitation. Keep waiting, I'm about to blow up. Pay respect to those who spent days laying foundations. 
countdown to detonation. Welcome back, everyone. And look what the cat dragged in. Martin made his way out to the refinery, man. You haven't been out here in ages. It's been a little while. Hasn't it? We were <laughs> trying to figure it out last time you were here. I don't even know. The The room didn't look like this, though. This is version three or four. Yeah, and I was sure I was sat on a sofa where you are yes. last time I was here. Yeah, yeah, we had it facing the other way. Yeah, the coffee table in the middle. That's right. That's mm. right. Microphones that I kept bumping. Yes, which we don't do anymore. Because oh. of the, we got an upgraded setup, Hands so free floating microphone. That's right, and proper booms. Yeah. <laughs> well, look on the eve of two hundred episode two hundred, uh, you've been saying for a while now that you want to interview me, mm. and I figured about a number of different things because you listen to the podcast when you get some time, and that develops questions in your mind mm. that you have for me, and we thought maybe being the eve of two hundred. You know, in our in our sixth year, uh, seventh year, let's do it. So I hand over unlocking the code to you, mate. No pressure. Uh, there's only listeners all over the world, mate. Don't worry about it. So basically, I told Martin to ask me anything. So, and we have got no planning, no planning, no chat, no nothing. We decided at dinner. So Martin's plied me with a army and a couple of drinks to <laughs> <laughs> loosen me up a little bit. Uh so where would you like to start, mate? It's you. It's you go. Okay, this is completely unrehearsed, unrehearsed, unplanned. I didn't even have any planned questions to no, ask you. Nothing. But as I've known you now for ooh, how many years? Oh, you, yeah, five, six years, almost yeah, as almost five, as long as the yeah. podcast. We yeah, nearly six. Yeah, we nearly we just started it. Yeah, it was the year that we started it that we met. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I guess I don't listen to all of them. I listen to some yeah, absolutely. of the podcasts. Yeah. But what I'm interested in starting off this conversation is um, unlocking the code. What What is the code that you're unlocking? Or, if you prefer, what is it that you're unlocking? One of the original, I think I'm trying to, and I'm trawling in the memory, as I say, no mm. planning, right? Sure. Um, part of the spiel, and I think it's on Patreon still, I think it's like uh, unlocking the code to life. Uh, we're all trying to unlock the code to life, join us, and let's see if we can't figure it out, right? So mm. it was really, well, look, unlocking the code came to me out of the ether, Uh Actually, some of the listeners would have heard this. Some of them wouldn't, right? Uh, and I, I, I don't know. I spoke about it uh, on another podcast. I was on uh, Spiritual Gangsters, Teresa mm. and Patriot. Uh, good show, that. However, they asked me a similar question. And the original name for the podcast was actually Excite Tandis, okay, which was Latin for enlightened, right? Mm. And, and I thought I was very clever, yeah? Mm. So it turns out if you put Excite Tandis into certain search engines, um, some interesting pornography comes up, basically. Right? <laughs> Fair enough. So once I figured that out, yeah. thankfully I hadn't registered it or anything. Yeah. Uh, obviously that was the that was put on the back burner. And I think it was in the process of actually trying to figure out a name. Mm. I think I said, I'm trying to unlock the code to the name. I'm like, mm. hang on a minute, unlocking the code, right? And if you think about all the puzzles that we have in front of us, whether mm. it be spiritually, emotionally, physically, mentally, it's all a code, right? Because when do you advance? You advance when you get those tumblers right, right? You, when you get that number okay. sequence right, bang, you're up a level, right? You just mm. figured out that portion of the code. Okay. Yeah? And I suppose, too, it, was, it started as a... It started as a a journey for me to improve my mental health through doing this. Mm. I found that when I was teaching, when I started becoming a teacher, 
I was talking more and more about esoteric topics and megaliths, the pyramids, all the stuff that I've gone on about for the last yeah. six years. Yeah. And I thought I need an outlet, but I also need a passion project. I need something that sits outside of the missus and sits outside of the kids, right? Mm-hmm. Something that was just for me. Yeah. Um, and I was a radio DJ back in the day. Yeah. Uh, so I had some experience and yeah, I think it started as a mental health slash pyramid megalith stuff. And it sort of really hasn't left that track in a lot yeah. of ways. Um, but as far as the megalith stuff, there is a code there, right? There's 32 symbols that echo around the globe. There's all these megaliths. There's all the alignments and everything else like that. Like if you look at that, there's a code there. We haven't quite cracked exactly what it is. I think we're close in a couple of different areas. Mm-hmm. However, yeah, that's the code, right? Um, and I think, what does it say at the bottom of the thing? Unlocking the code, uh, navigating the chaos, uh, exploring ideas, navigating the chaos. Yeah. Right? And I think... Yeah, that's the code, right? What's the code to navigate this chaos that we mm. call our three-dimensional existence? You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Mm. Sure. Okay. Because mm. I was about to say, if we were to unlock the code, what would we find within? If, in a word? And you just said, you know, the 3D existence. Mm. So are we looking for a uh, search for meaning here or purpose or... Or just well, I mean, the code revelation the, 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 the of what code the hell we're doing here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think a D or the above needs to be inserted yeah, there, sure. man. You know what I mean? I think, look, the triptych stuff is that is, is going to be part of the key stuff that I do this year. And I know you want to talk to me about that. We might get that to, to that tonight or not because um, we're on a bit of a time frame tonight, which is okay. And it's more, I think, if we unlock the code, we would find the god or the goddess within right yeah that's what we would do so yeah that's however can we ever actually achieve that yeah right or is it is it the quest to achieve it you know because i think with a lot of these puzzles we're a little bit like a dog chasing our tail you know what i mean yeah like if the dog if the dog actually ever got the car right what would it do with it you know what i mean when the dog chases the car (laughs) yeah that's right you know so (laughs) is it the never-ending quest to reach there or or not, you know what I mean? Yeah, mate. Why I'm why I've got my phone up right now, and you're looking at me, and I am listening to you. Yeah, is because what the hell? What's that? What's that Egyptian god with the the dog looking one? What's it? Called? Anubis. Anubis. Yes. Why is he here right now? He's up there. Is he? Well, I, no, actually, no, Ra, Ra's up there. No, no, this Anubis thing. I've got Anubis. He's come in, like as in, like a little guide, and he's sitting here. Right. And um, yeah, ever since you started talking, Anubis, Anubis, Anubis is here. Mm. So, what's the relevance of Anubis for unlocking the code? A lot. Uh, That's a little look like a little Jekyll type looking fellow with the little ears. And yeah, 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 yeah. Long nose thing. Well, yeah. Ra's up here. Uh, mm. I don't have any Anubis statues in here. It's funny that Anubis is like. But we are surrounded in the, in the ether here, listening, yeah, right. listening to what you're saying. That's very interesting, right? <laughs> and then well, I'm, we do... and I'm sure that the your podcast listeners will now know that this is normally in a, in, what is it, a, another etheric conversation. Yeah, just did. Anubis <laughs> just joined the chat, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, well, Anubis is interesting. I mean, we've got many different Egyptian artifacts here. I mean, that mm. that uh, obelisk there is actually from Egypt. The Sphinx is from Egypt. That. The Rosetta Stone. These are all touristy things from Egypt. Mm. We got a uh, the the life, the ankh up there on the wall, mm-hmm. which is from Egypt as well. Ra stands over the studio, uh, and yeah, I mean Egypt is a big part of this mystery. It sure is. You know, it seems that it's uh, it's integral, really. Mm. Well, I mean, it's where the biggest, it's where the pyramids are, right? Mm. Well, pyramids are everywhere. However, they're the three. I mean, everybody starts in Egypt on their megalithic journey, right? If you're curious about big stones, mm-hmm. you either start yeah, at Stonehenge, yeah. you either start at Stonehenge, yeah. or you start at the pyramids. Yeah. Right. Yeah, okay. And it depends on which way your rabbit hole goes as to where you're going mm. next. However, the reality behind all of the megalith stuff, that's where we start, right? 
So what does Anubis have a question for me? What what's he doing here? I'm not really sure. But definitely Anubis <laughs> is here. Kind of have a mental image of him walking around with that staff thing they hold, you know? Mm -hmm. The little shepherd's crook looking thing. Yeah. 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 Interesting. So yeah, back to if we unlock this, what are we gonna find? What what do you hope to find? I mean, maybe actually let me retract that question. Maybe there is nothing to find. It's just a journey. The more and more I do this, the more and more I understand it's more about the journey than the destination. Yeah. As the research deepens in doesn't matter which direction, whether it be through the megalith research, through the advanced civilization research, through spirituality, universal culture, religion, etc. It's always more questions than answers. Mm -hmm. Right. Whatever answers you get lead to another thousand questions yeah yeah you know and i think from the from the ancient past point of view my my the catch cry line like the elevator pitch line has always been there's answers in the past that can help us in the present which mm. will shape our future mm. right and i believe that's the reason they left the messages in stone okay and i, and I think okay. there's a there's a commonality well, there definitely is. There's a commonality across the planet of symbols and alignments, and it's like, well, what, what truly were they doing? Mm -hmm. um, if everybody around the world was doing the same thing, obviously it was important, right? Yeah. Um, and what is that exactly? Again, more questions than answers, and my theories, mm. my theories change and develop and evolve, and you know, I'm always taking in new perceptions because the on. Honestly, man, we don't know, right? And like you just said, it's more about the journey than the destination. Yeah. Okay. So are we ever going to know? Will we know within this lifetime what those megaliths truly mean? Mm. I don't know. Will we know the essence of our God self within us all? Yeah. Right? The goddess or the god or goddess within, right? Yeah. Whatever that is within you, mm. that well, is the that's the code. Yeah, you're saying there's, how many symbols did you say? 32-ish. 32-ish symbols that are common across the whole planet. Yep. Dating back tens of twenties, thousands, hundreds of thousands of years. Yeah, and yes. So where does that point to a common ancestor of some type? Or some sort of global global communication? Because it, I it's think across it's the whole globe. Yeah. It's interesting. And it boils down to 32 symbols, as you say, then. And they're elemental symbols. The thing is, like, it's the swirl. It's like I could draw you in your work. I could draw the 32 symbols for you now, and you're going to recognize over half of them. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yeah. yeah. Because they're the ancient symbols, man. Mm. That's what they are. The, the the symbol for water, the the symbol for a labyrinth, the symbol for this, the symbol for that. Yeah, yeah. It's the same, same, same. And I think mm. it echoes it echoes a global culture did that just wig, wig out a little bit i think it I don't did. Know what it did something it did something up um it echoes a global culture i think mm. I, I am the research points to mm. potentially a universal religion that once existed right i think okay. the last time that science and spirituality were actually joined man right mm, yeah sure that's okay the, that's the picture i'm getting yeah. as well Right, I think it was I think it was Jung or was it wasn't Jung. Mm. I can't remember, but somebody said the fact that science and spirituality are deemed different does a disservice to them both. Mm, indeed, yeah. Right, and I think because mm. I mean when you because you get into these questions about okay, so how did they lift thirteen hundred ton stones? Right, how did they put mm. nine nine hundred ton stones on top of a hill? Yeah, how did they make those obelisks and right. transport them all the yeah, way exactly, from wherever yeah. they came from? Yeah, yeah. So down the down the river in a bunch of boats. You've got to yeah. understand the metaphysics of stone mm. and mm. how to work it and the mm. vibration and magnetism of the of the yeah the energy that exists around us at all times, mm. right? Totally. That we that we haven't harnessed. Well, we have harnessed through electricity in this mm. uh incarnation. That's doing something strange. Mm. Uh we'll keep going. Um, however, it's, I think, as I say, there, there was once a universal culture or religion that existed across the globe in somewhat harmony with the planet because it harnessed energy that exists on the planet without having to destroy it, if you know what I mean. Mm, I like that. Right? 
So, so did it occur as a was it it could either, either be two things mm-hmm. it could either be a uh, global spiritual scientific um, consensus yep. or could have been a particular starting point by humanoids or extraterrestrials mm-hmm. or star seeds or sure. whatever you want to say sure. that spread across the globe sure. taking this knowledge with them which yep. which way do you lean or is it is it either or still in your mind I mean we're talking six years of research here and you must have oh it's some... much more than six years right well, that, for, that, for, for yeah. you well six six years of podcasting and, six years and a lifetime of, of research. lifetime of research yeah look yeah so what what's your thoughts on that yeah, I mean, there's an alien book and a pyramid book that have been here, been with me since I was 11. Wow. Okay, so okay. that's <laughs> that's where I'm at. Yeah. Um, so was it global spirituality, or that came came about, or was it um, from a source that spread across the planet that perhaps even seeded the human race? Well, I'm going to quote old Yoda McDermott. Angus has his Yoda moments every now and again. Where <laughs> Yoda he, McDermott, got right? He he channels these <laughs> things, and he said one night, "What if all things are true? It's only a matter of time." Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, is there a pretty significant body of evidence to suggest that we were potentially manipulated by a higher being? If you're to believe the creation story and the Australite Tech Titan stuff, you can refer back to Bruce Fenton's work. Uh, there is actually a fair amount of evidence for that. Because the hominid, Homo sapiens sapien, what we don't understand is how we were upgraded, right? So basically, it's what, an ever- from the Stone Age man to well, that's bullshit. Yeah, okay, number yeah, one, know, right? So that's what I'm saying. Up- so upgraded fir- from what to what? Okay, so first things first. Yep, yep. The and I'm going to go into people are going to hear my actual theories tonight. This is interesting. Mm. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say that humans, I think or a humanoid, you know, uh, with our feet, okay, uh, and hands, has existed on this planet, going to definitely say for millions of years, potentially, I'm going to say five or ten, seriously. Okay. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Um, and why do I say that? There's multiple footprints that have been found, some in Turkey, some in Greece. Uh, there's there's about half a dozen different footprints and stuff that have been carbon dated to five million years, between three and six okay. million right? Mm. And their footprints. They're like, if we put our foot in the mud, basically. Mm. Uh, so that is, I mean, at the moment, I think we're saying 300 or no, I think it's like 400,000 years. Mm-hmm. That's the narrative. That's the mainstream narrative. Mm-hmm. So that's like a times 10 of the yeah, mainstream yeah. narrative, right? Times 20. Actually. Times 20, right? Okay. So we were taught at school with the narrative that was created post-World War II that basically mm-hmm. we were Stone Age and then we're awesome, we're awesome, we keep yeah. getting awesome, we keep getting awesome, we keep getting awesome. And we're awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah. And here we are now at our peak of awesomeness, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that is doing some That's good stuff. That's an Uber, I think, mate, saying, hey, what about me? Yeah, well, we'll, we'll get back to we'll you, buddy. We'll come back to it, I suppose. <laughs> There's something is wigging out in the screen, eh? It's weird. Yeah. And yeah. every time we look at it, it... it flickers. It flickers. Anyway, um, so I think yes, okay. So humans have have existed for millions of years. Millions of years, yeah. Okay. In various forms, right? Mm. In various forms. But Homo sapiens sapiens in particular, maybe we were manipulated about 800,000 years ago. What do you mean by manipulated? So what what is the story, right? You Mm -hmm. know the story. No, go on. The three brothers of Orion. No, sorry, the seven sisters of the Pallades were chased by the three brothers of Orion across mm-hmm. the stars mm-hmm. to Earth mm-hmm. where they seeded the planet, right? Now, that's the creation sure. story of... Almost every particular every, nation on every, Earth. Exactly, every indigenous Greeks, culture. The Romans, origi- exactly, the original culture. Saxons, of Celts, the, yeah. Vikings, indigenous, Aboriginal, yeah, exactly. North American, South American, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, everywhere. Japanese. Yeah, exactly, right? So that's the story, yeah? Yeah. So what if that's not a story? What if that happened? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Right? So so was that an original seeding of life, of humanoid life on Earth? No, I think, we were, I think it was taking a joining. 
Yeah, I think it was taking advantage of a hominid species that was here already. Yeah, okay. Because I think it, I think there's like, they reckon like twenty four different hominids. They reckon they've identified. Taking advantage in what way? Well, if you believe the story, the creation story, mm-hmm. right? That the, particular that particular the story, the creation, creation story. story, right? Yeah, yeah. Is that the beings that came here weren't or couldn't exist here on Earth? Uh, because of the atmosphere or etc. Okay? okay. Yeah. And so they took the smartest of the bipedal species, mm-hmm. which would have been Homo sapiens, right? Mm-hmm. And then made them Homo sapiens sapiens. Okay. Okay. By what genetically engineering or by mate- mating with them? Bit of both, I think. Okay. Right. I think there Don't was fuck with the animals. That's right. I think <laughs> I think there was some genetic engineering to be sure. Yep. Um well there's that chromosome, isn't there? Yes. You know. Well, and then there's also the fact that a lot of our, uh, well, pretty much all of us, are, our essence is from the stars, right? There's there's, oh, there's, there's matter well, in our bones that is from star seed around here, right? Star seed. Yeah. yeah. So I think that potentially there was a, a download or an upgrade because mm-hmm. the thing is, what's the difference? I mean, there's a bit of contention. Technically, we're observing apes uh, moving into the Stone Age. Yeah. However. The contention is we're observing them. They're observing us, observing them. We're using poles, so they're maybe yeah, they're using sticks, right? Maybe that that's not a yeah yeah a natural evolution. Mm-hmm. Um, however, what's the difference between us and all other bipedal creatures is what we're doing right now is we can communicate, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. all the upgrades within us happened in our cort- our prefrontal cortex, in our brainstem. Okay, um, gave us the ability to articulate, to converse. Mm. And to understand and to learn and interpret our space around us. Yeah. Yeah. And so rather than going just on instinct, sharing yeah. knowledge and learning and in, and and then taking that learning a step further. And there's also we're the only mammal that doesn't have a baby that's pretty much ready to go out of the water. This is true. Yeah. Right. Yeah, pretty much. We're dead in the water unless yeah. your mum looks after you. That's right. Well you literally the, are. If you don't well, get because yeah, the blokes yeah. are off hunting, eh? That's right. Well, <laughs> Traditionally, Whatever. yes, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, however, yeah, that we're the only mammal that does that. Every other mm-hmm. mammal, I mean, think horses, dolphins, da da da. Oh yeah, they're standing up as soon as they pop out. Yeah, pretty much ready to yeah, run, ready to go from the predator. That's right, exactly. Not us. Well, we're not us, right? Up so to there's the water. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. There's some interesting. Our tendency to be roasted by the sun's an interesting one as well, right? Yeah, you think if you think if we had evolved on this planet, we'd be able to swim better, considering it's three quarters water. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, there's some interesting questions around yeah, that, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, cool. That like water world have a few gills behind your ears. Well, if you if you existed on a yeah. planet that was three quarters water, you think you'd, we'd be able to swim better. Mm, totally. Um, yeah. We can swim pretty well. I mean, what the reason your fingers get wrinkly is to get grip on things underwater. Oh, okay. That's the reason that happens. Is that right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, so there's some interesting evolutions there. Mm. So. But again, I think what we need to understand is that let's say we have existed for millions of years, right? Mm-hmm. We live in a dynamic galactical environment. Okay. Okay. Not only does this planet go through its own cycles, mm-hmm. right? Which some are which are catastrophic. Yeah. Sometimes the solar rocks system can, yeah, does, the solar system the galaxy does, does, the galaxy does, the yeah. universe does. The, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's cycles within cycles within cycles, mm, right? Sure, sure. So I think human civilization or hominid civilization on this planet has been an up and down affair, right? Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you might get a good run, right? You might yeah. be left alone for a hundred thousand years. No volcanoes go off. No more rocks come from the sky. We don't kill each other too much. Mm-hmm. And we might reach a certain level of advancement. But let's say like, I mean, there's something like 19 major craters on the Australian mainland. Okay? Mm. I and saw one the other day on, on uh, Facebook, there's a picture of it. It was this big crater, and it said, "Isn't that amazing? This meteorite crater. It almost hit the visitors' yeah, center. I've seen that. So close. But look, bringing you back to that, you know, where we seeded yes. by. So, we, so what? We, where we went down this little rabbit hole was? Do we think it was a, a global spirituality, or was it seeded from one spot and spread across the planet? I think we're it's basically both. saying, well." The origin of it, from what you're saying, seems to be that, yeah, we were visited by star nations. Well, there's two. Our homid, um, our homid, 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 hom
to create a uh, race who were capable of existing with on this planet, but who had who had superpowers compared to the, the rest of the of the population of the planet. Yeah, and then we're saying that those then those then spread mm. throughout the planet. Where mm. do you think they initiated from? Well, there seems to be two sides to it, right? Because mm. there is the Palladian version and then there's the Orion version. So here in Australia, we are Palladian. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's our system. You would go to South America, into Asia, Egypt, obviously, you'd be talking about Orion, right? Mm-hmm. Now, there's also a question as to the the five or six different races on the planet, right? So, yeah. you know, the Asians, the the whites, the blacks, the browns, right? Yeah, sure. Um you know, and look, it is what it is, everybody. Don't be offended by that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is that different seeds as well, right? Well, is it not that the seven sisters of the Pleiades, the seven nations of the Pleiades coming from the seven stars of the Pleiades system, mm-hmm. each had different characteristics? Potentially. And of those seven nations of the Pleiades, they... They separate across the seven seas yeah. and into the seven continents. Mm. Um, I'm not sure personally about the Orion thing. I know the Orions pursued the Pleiades, but I'm not sure how much how much influence the Orions had in a shall I say in a three dimensional fashion within the planet. Perhaps perhaps in a multi dimensional yeah. fashion. Yeah, it's interesting. It, it is to be if the problem with the Orion stuff is that you know. There's some people out there that don't think the Orion and correlation with the pyramids is real, but it's deeper than that. There's mm-hmm. Orion correlations uh, within some of these cultures, specifically pyramidal cultures, mm-hmm. uh, that do echo. Now, whether that was in a, a godlike status as well, I mean, I mean, it's how how deep do you want to go, right? Did we coexist with these extraterrestrial beings? as they were manipulating us, were we a slave race is a good question, right? Well, there's that um, theory that goes into know, the reptilian side of things, doesn't it? Potentially, yeah. potentially. Or we were just, we were just, we're good miners for gold, mm-hmm. right? Because we do have an obsession with gold. Our, mm-hmm. our thing with gold is very strange. Uh, Mate, there's one, one thing that really gets me about the Orion thing. And that is how the, and correct me if I'm wrong, you may know more about this than I do, but mm-hmm. apparently, um, don't you know the pyramids on Mars? Don't they line up with Orion's belt in configuration? Technically, yes. As so do the pyramids in Egypt. Yep. And when you add all the minor pyramids in Egypt, and overlay, you know, so the the three major pyramids in Egypt align with Orion's belt. Mm-hmm. You take all the minor pyramids and you overlay that on the CERN generator in Switzerland. It's an exact match. Yeah, right. That these main stations of the CERN generator are exactly the proportions of the pyramids, and the minor station is exactly the proportion of the pyramids of the of the minor pyramids in Egypt. I'm not surprised to learn that mm. at all. I don't know about that one. I'm very yeah. curious. I'm not surprised, right? This is mm. you're getting into a few different areas, right? So technically, we're sort of straying from our original no, objective. There is no even. straying. Doesn't matter. <laughs> we're exploring, mate. We're well, taking what we're it. getting here is in, so, sorry, I have I have cut you off. You're right, but what's your show, mate? Apparently, yeah. Well, apparently, I'm allowed <laughs> to cut you off now. This is cool. I like it. I might try it a bit more. <laughs> sorry, mate. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but you know, we are. This is unlocking the code. Mm. This is the code. Yeah, it is. This is the code that you're talking about, yeah. and that's a really good answer for me, because seriously, the code is. So, where do we come from? Mm-hmm. What are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Why? What's our true history? Yeah. Well, yeah, what's our true past? And where are we going? Or where are we doing? Yeah, where are we going? yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love it. So, I think so. The Orion thing, as far as the alignment in Egypt, mm. it's actually a lot deeper than that. If you run the Nile, okay, mm-hmm. is it the old Nile? I can't remember which end. If you run the Nile and then you put the Milky Way against the Nile, mm-hmm. there's a lot more alignments, not just Orion's belt. Right, there's a lot more. There's a lot more star systems where different mm. temples and places are along the mm. Nile River, um, which leads to just an unbelievable level of understanding and of the universe in one, and just mm. and the technology to actually do that is is next level as well. However, um, 
well, we're talking next level building a pyramid on its own, yeah, or absolutely transporting a huge stone obelisk from the quarries in was it Lebanon or something? Yeah, four hundred kilometers away. Yeah, 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 on a ship that's bigger yeah. than the bloody Queen Mary. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, it wasn't. That's the whole problem. Yeah, like, how did they do that? That's right, exactly. And uh, how they turned the damn thing over without cracking it? That's et right. Cetera, and stood it up. Yeah. So we go and listen to Muhammad, Muhammad the Egyptian fellows. Yes. Um, Podcast. podcast that you did which was yeah. fascinating yeah, oh, yeah. and the he's stuff that he guy. dug up was like holy shit you're right mate you're 100 correct yeah. this is phenomenal he's, he's an interesting guy i've got to get back yeah. in touch with muhammad yeah, actually yeah. uh he's a really good guy yeah uh that was the knowledge of egypt that's mm-hmm. a couple of years ago mm-hmm. i think yeah so uh, it's um balance between the pleiades and orion mm. seems to come up a lot yes um are we kind of getting the impression that the Pleiades may have been the good guys, the Orions might have been the bad guys, or is it a male-female energy? Is it a balance of the it's masculine and the feminine? Is, um, it, is it the eternal battle of dark and light? Is it the force yeah, and, you know... The Klingons and the, the good guys? Yeah, yeah, whatever, exactly, right? It's the same it's, story. It's the story is that the, the brothers of Orion, yeah. masculine, yeah, chase the chasing seven, the, the seven sisters, sisters the Pleiades, yeah. Pleiades yeah. feminine, yeah. Um, across the stars, across the stars yeah, to, to you know, yeah. mate with them or whatever the heck it was. Uh-huh. Um, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't necessarily say they were doing it for any other reason than they were um, after a bunch of wives, mm. so to speak. Um, so is it a creation story in itself? Yes, I think so. Mm. Well, all stories seem to stem from that, and all stories are the same too, mm. right? It mm. is literally just the same story in different variations told over and over and over and over and over again, mm. manipulated and changed mm. and to different narratives and the authority of the time, blah, 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 of right course. down to the Abrahamic faith that rules the world at the moment, mm. right? Mm. Which sure. understanding that, you know, Catholicism and, you know, Christian and yeah. Islam, they're all Abrahamic yeah. faiths, right? Yeah. yeah, It's all the same story, mm. essentially, just in different interpretations. Um and it is the same story, right? There's the Greek gods that were in the in you know. There's the Greek god that got locked away for three days. There's the mm. Sumerian god that got locked away. The Egyptian god, mm. god all the above, right? Mm. It, it's it's the same story over and over again. Um, and yeah, whether or not it was, I mean, the classic story is, and the, the, my my problem with saying bad guys, good guys, that sort of stuff, mm. yeah, is. And it's the human condition. I find that we filter things through the lens of the time that we live in, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And through the stories that we know. Sure. Which is bad guys, good guys, dark versus light, right? Yeah. Is yeah. that the eternal battle anyway? I think it is, right? I mean, if we come yeah. back to, you know, the the God or goddess mm-hmm. within, the God self within us all, right? If we come back to that. That is you balancing the light and the dark within yourself, Absolutely. balancing the masculine and the feminine within yourself. Which that is, is your yeah. Zen. If you can achieve that Zen state, and we all have a flow state, a Zen mm-hmm. state, we've all been in that realm every now and again, right? Depending, yeah. and it happens in different times. I imagine climbing mountains; it would have happened to you a lot, right? Mm-hmm. You, sure. would, you would have had to have been in that state at times to, mm. we are one with the cliff, basically, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I've got it a lot riding bikes and stuff like that through mm-hmm. the bush. You know, when you sure. go on fifty k's through the bush and you, you it's just you, the bike, and everything else, right? That, yeah, yeah. That's that Zen flow. You are mm. the 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 manifestation of self in that moment. Mm. You might reach it in a meditative state. You might, you know, mm. how much nicer when you were riding a horse doing that? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. well, this is the yeah. thing. Yeah. Well, then you, you know, you, you, you didn't ask the question, but. Did we have more powers before, right? There's also an argument that we were downgraded somewhere in the last hundred thousand years. Yes, possible. Because what, well, what's I the think, stories I of magic so. and stuff like that, right? I mean, I truly believe that once upon a time we had the power of magic, manifestation through elements Absolutely. and understanding the ether, before right? Before we complicated it. Well, we're humans. We fucked it up yeah. for sure, right? Or before <laughs> something happened. Like, you know, there's a story about the, uh, some, uh, some, the council of saturn or something yeah saturn not satin saturn um wanting to intervene upon the earth and in so doing causing a distortion which caused all sorts of turning of things and i think what i was about to say badly i think the difference between bad and good Mm. is simply self-serving is 
is would be what we would call bad mm. for your own purposes mm. coming in and screwing around with the planet for your own purposes whether yeah. that's whether that's harvesting gold or taking people off planet and selling them to other star systems i don't know yeah so it's self-serving stuff as opposed to good being for the greater good for yeah. the community yeah and i think that's probably a a reasonable measure of of good and bad if you don't want to sort of have the that huge polarity is what this the orion's doing was it self-serving or was it building building a higher community level yeah the it's Pleiades, an interesting question were they self-serving or were they building community it's an interesting question and i think the, the problem within all things martin is all things exist within all things right so mm. Mm -hmm. and, and the, we don't know number one so don't listen to us no one's got any fucking idea right um however number two the, if you believe the story the palladians were good the orions were bad if we're going to put it in that context yeah yeah well the orions are certainly self-serving chasing across the galaxy and grab themselves seven sisters that's right and yeah exactly yeah which is which is which is the key to some of the original stories that's right <laughs> And see, this leads me to a, um, another theory as to why we are where we are now, mm -hmm. right? So let's pretend that it was the Palladians and the Orions, right? And they both existed, right? So I would say that the Palladians were probably the science and spirituality side. I think they were mm -hmm. the temple side. I think they, they understood mm -hmm. vibration and magnetism and actually were probably able to do the stone moving, right? I think yep. there's definitely that yeah, side, sure. right? Whereas I think the Orions were, like you say, materialistic, self-serving, right? Mm. Um, mm. I mean, have a think about Egypt for a second, right? Well, if sure everything was standing in Egypt, I mean, you've got statues that are yeah, yeah. 500 foot yeah. tall of Anubis, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, there's, like, that's incredibly mm. self-serving to build temples like that, mm. using great technology and education and understanding. And I think maybe there was a meld, right? But let's then pretend... So the, what's the other story, Martin? That's the creation story. Then the other story is what? The other story is the flood myth, right? Okay. Disaster is coming. Yeah. Build yeah, an ark, sure. go to the hill, blah, yeah. blah, blah, and mm. you'll survive, right? Mm. That's the other story that permeates every single culture everywhere. Well, there's, there's a third story that I think of as well, and that's the story of the Tower of Babel. Yes. Where at some stage or another, we could all there was a global yeah. communication, which is what you've established earlier in this. That's what these symbols and stuff. Exactly. Whether exactly. It, yeah, with the thirty-two symbols, mm -hmm. whether that came from um, the Pleiades crash landing inverted commas mm. in Australia, as mm. some people believe, mm. needing to survive on this planet, yeah, seeding the seven nations, yeah, or whatever it might have yeah. been, which Whichever seems to be the go, yeah, um, and somehow the Orion's coming in. But um, but yeah, and potentially more. I mean, do we do we put the Lemurians with those people? Is that a different thing altogether? I, you know, I, like... I believe that that the the Pleiadians and the Lemurians are one and the same. Mm, could be. That's probably another conversation. It is another conversation. Yeah. But yeah, I yeah. think so. To answer your question, oh yeah, that's what I was talking about the bloody Tower of Babel. Wasn't yeah, it? No. I knew there was somewhere I was going, and so at some stage. Mm. God, boom, ba -dum, dum, dum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some stage, something happened uh -huh. where we were unable to have that global communication. Yes, happening. that's right. Something went wrong. Yeah, yeah, and th and that's fairly rife within cultures. Too, Absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. X amount of years ago, we used to be able to communicate, and now we can't. Mm. Right? Now mm. we have a separate language, right? But yeah, once upon a time, and is that as you say? Is that when we lost magic? You know, magic with a K. If we're going to get mm. technical, right? Uh, is that when they turned the Wi-Fi off? Exactly. Whatever it is, right? We've had that conversation. Yeah, it could have done. We could have yeah. done. Could have. Could have. We communicated through ESP, mental telepathy, right? Potentially. Yeah. 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 Um, it's it's an interesting one. We did, mm. I think, used to be able to communicate, uh, and whether I think again, this science and spiritual religion echoes right mm -hmm. uh, that understanding. But I think it's both, right? I think to answer your question as far as where we started with this, were we seated? I think we were. Mm. Is this the eternal story because it's the eternal story and it's been 
told and retold and told and retold. And it's in the genesis of every culture. In the genesis of every culture on earth. And it's almost indoctrinated. It's almost imprinted on our DNA, Mm -hmm. right? Our genetic memory remembers that story. I think, yeah, I think it's both, right? And I think it's been up and down, up and down, up and down. And then I look at the the stars every night that I'm outside or have the opportunity. Uh And I look for the Pleiades. Yeah. I it's, love the Pleiades. Yeah, yeah, the little little looks like a little D. I have to find Orion's belt first. Yeah. Then I go to the head of Taurus. Yeah. To find, I'm sure they're there somewhere. It's the shoulder on. of the bull. I yeah, put yeah. my, I think it's the heart of the bull actually. Yeah. I put my glasses on because I, you know, mm. a little bit short sighted to find the seven sisters. Yeah. So why would a constellation it's, that yeah, I can so hardly it's, see it's so with the naked eye? Uh-huh. Be so rife within culture. It's unreal. Ain't it? And there's Orion up here. And I, know, yeah. I know Orion does manifest in some ways, but not like the Pleiades does. No. There's not the Orion story in every culture as a start. But again, so culture. is that because you. But I mean, so what I'm saying is, such a, you wouldn't even notice the Pleiades. No, as you know, far as the prominent stars in the sky. Why are they? What happened to, you know, Sagittarius and yeah, Virgo, yeah, Taurus, even. Well, the Pleiades is a small amount of Taurus. Here's, here's and, something for you, you know? Martin. Here's something for you, right? Here's a little tidbit. You know that no one knows who named the star signs, yeah? This is true. No one knows. Mm. Right? They just are what they are and have been since time began. Mm-hmm. See, I think both, man. So, what? what uh, what's another question, man? Because we, we, the, the rocket Doing clock is, is. I think we just need a short break. In a short break? A short break. We can do that. Thank you. And we're back. We're back. So, but, yeah. Oh, it's your show, mate. However, where did you want to go next? What did you... Well, Triff, I'm, I'm, I'm actually quite enlightened and surprised. Okay. Enlightened that um, I now understand the code you're trying to unlock yes <laughs> thank you so much only known you for six or seven years and never really asked that question just accepted that that's what that's what i'm is. doing yeah that's right yeah and i'm also quite surprised um pleasantly surprised on the commonality in the way we are both approaching that yeah. very thing because we're really both i'm talking from more of a spiritual point of view you're yeah. talking from more of a scientific point of view mm. And until this point in time, I had yeah. no idea that we're actually really talking about the same thing. Of course we are. It's very, very cool. I it's didn't know that till now. The story. I feel enlightened. Good. Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate that, mate. Thanks, the thing is, the story is the story is the story, man. Right? And this is. Yeah. And but both aspects, both the spiritual aspect and the, you know, the, the science mm. aspect, for want of a better description, mm. it's, it's all the same, dude. Yeah, totally. Right? Oh, it's, yeah. it's all the same. Yeah. Right? I mean. Well, it is when you take it back to the Pleiadians. Well, yeah. but it is when we when you talk it back to the understanding of how did they get to where they got to, right? They had mm. to have an understanding of the elements. In order to having understanding of the elements and, you know, particularly ether, right? Mm. Because that's where everything comes from. Mm. It's the thing that holds everything else together. Mm-hmm. In order to do that, you must reach a spiritual sense because you can't it's it's about the concept of being able to grasp the thing between things, right? You know what I mean? At what level, yeah, where do you get, what level do you get to to realize that there's an invisible space in between all the spaces that controls everything, right? You know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You I, I actually you know, think it, it was almost a Wi-Fi thing. Could be. You know, given that we sort of pretty much agree that we were somehow genetically engineered and manipulated, mm-hmm. it makes me think of a, um, of a uh, video I saw where the two robots, Sophia and Han, were having a discussion. Oh, yeah, they turned those robots off pretty quick. Did they? Did they turn them was off? It, was it those robots? I don't know. I don't know. There was a pair of robots in Google. There was Google. a couple of Google ones that they turned off. I don't think yeah. that these are Hanson um, whatever things. Oh, they're like toys. No, these the Google. Oh, no, no, they're, they're not toys. They're actually, I mean, this so- Sophia has been given citizenship of the UAE. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Anyway, yes. they were having a debate. Yeah. And... um. One of the things that they said was when one robot learns something simultaneously, every other robot learns the same thing because they're all interconnected by Wi-Fi. Yeah, that's right. And Spirit went, there you go. When yeah. we were created, yeah, we, we were given a Wi-Fi network. 
and as each and this perhaps explains the commonality of the 32 symbols throughout the world which mm. which you have which we've spoken of mm. um and um yeah that's 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 the ether that's the element of ether could be and uh perhaps at this tower of babel that's when we lost it maybe Maybe, but we're I, winning it back today. We're winning it back these we're days. Trying. In, yeah, we're trying. Through yeah. intuition. I've yeah, some through intuition, instincts, yeah. I mean, and, there's some interesting intuition sessions with people who've, who've said things that I don't know how they could have possibly have known it, because, mm, but they knew it. Mm. Yeah. We're, and is that, so there's a couple of things there, right? So I think I'm trying to remember the guy's name. Could be Rupert Sheldrake, don't quote me, but it's morphic resonance, Okay. Mm-hmm. Is what you're talking about. So it's like there was somewhere in the in the island somewhere where monkeys oh, yeah. started washing the coconuts, right? And then on yeah. the, the island, yeah, when a certain number of monkeys started doing it, all yeah. of a sudden it transmitted to another bunch of monkeys yeah. who had no way they could have no seen it or had any yeah. communication. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, that's that's it. That's the ether. Yeah, that's morphic resonance. That's right? the that's ethernet, man. Yeah, absolutely, it is right. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, so one of your, your original questions was, "What is unlocking the code?" Right? Mm-hmm. That came out of the ether. To this day, mm-hmm. you Google unlocking the code, mm-hmm. international Google, mm-hmm. the podcast is the first thing that comes up. Nice. I didn't pay a cent for that. Never did. Never have. Mm. Like, bang! It's out of the ether, right? And it yeah, makes yeah. so much sense. Mm. Yeah, it does. Uh, and, you know, it is the code to life, man, because it's all the same, dude, right? I think, you know, you talk about genetic memory and stuff like that. I think, honestly, I do, you know, because I believe in past lives and stuff like that. Mm. I think my obsession with the stones, and I think, you know, there's few people that I run into that have the same obsession where it's like we're obsessed with the megalith stuff for some reason. It's, mm. it's you can't, I can't ever put it down, Right. Uh, maybe that's a genetic memory. I think. Well, actually, I think one of our sessions that came, you yeah, know, yeah. that I what used to was a sage of the stones, right? Mm-hmm. Which makes total sense to me because I've spent my lifetime wandering through the bush, picking up stones and putting. You know what I mean? Like this yeah, yeah. currently right now, this refinery we're surrounded by stones. So, um, and I'm all and I always am. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. it's like I have that thing, whatever that is, mm-hmm. and I think maybe we all do, right? Mm-hmm depending on what we used to do or where we were from or what our genetic memory is. Um, mm. But it's all the same, man. You know, it, yeah. it, it is literally, it's the same. We're all, what I find more and more and more is that we, we're all trying to get up the same mountain, right? Yeah. We can all see what the answer is. We all have an understanding or a perception of what the answer is. Mm. But we're just going up at a little different, each of us. Yeah, right? personal but, experience. And is that not what spirituality is? Mm, right? Indeed, yeah. You know, spir- journey. spirituality is a personal journey, mm. right? It's how you get to that. Now, I think the commonalities that when we, you know, it's what's that? There's that saying, you know, peace be on your journey. But if you know we cross paths, may we help mm, mm, and mm. you know help each other for as much as we can till we have to go our mm. separate ways or whatever it is. You know, I mean, there's a saying. Something around that, um, mm-hmm. and I think that's that's what it is, man. That's what it is. So, where do you want to go next? Take me somewhere weird. Well, we did give ourselves a timing on this, so you got seven minutes and forty four seconds to answer this question. Oh, no <laughs> how does the triptych architecture fit into? This? Oh, you can't do that. <laughs> give us a seven minute overview. I promise you, I will come back and we'll do another session. In full. So give us a teaser. Just a teaser. Okay. Because it is a school night. The elevator pitch. The elevator pitch. For the How does it tie into what we've just spoken about? Okay. So the triptych. So those symbols that I spoke to you about. Mm. Okay. The 32 symbols that echo around the globe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They also echo through every single major church regardless of religion. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There's, a, there's a percentage of them but particularly in the Catholic and Gothic cathedrals, mm-hmm. okay, which the Masons built, okay, mm-hmm. and we were in charge of building, from they built the Temple of Solomon. There's a number of episodes about that. 
however, basically the Masons were in charge of building the big massive churches. Some of those churches, which that a lot of people don't understand, we couldn't replicate today. Some of those Gothic churches, okay. especially the stained glass, the stained glass, we can't replicate. How come? They used the, they did a different method. Oh, wow. Yeah. There's all, and, and there's all so these. Without technology, we can't do that. No, without technology, we can't replicate the same because it refracts light. Okay. And you know, I'm not going to get to that bit in seven minutes, but that's actually related <laughs> to the triptych. Okay. The, the, the big flower of life and stuff you find in the big Gothic cathedrals. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely related. Okay. Yeah. The sacred uh, yeah, yeah. That's part of it. Right. So mm-hmm. that those big windows with the flower of life or the, you know, the, all the geometry, geometrical patterns. Sure. That's part of it. Um, that's part of the understanding. But basically, if you go into a Catholic church, you will find on the left, you will find Mary, the feminine, mm-hmm. okay, or the dark, right? Uh, the moon, right? There's generally moon symbology in a, in a Catholic church that people don't see. It's quite funny when you point it out to them. Um, there's all this feminine side on the left-hand side. Then on the right is the masculine, mm-hmm. okay? And then there's that poor dude hanging off the cross in the middle, right? Yeah. Which is where they messed it up, okay? Yeah. Because it way. well, it wasn't the. They just changed it from "we are God" to "you can never be God," and you must worship someone who died for your sins because you're so bad. Oh, okay. Right. Whereas the true symbology of it all is actually the left, the right, and in the middle is you, is me, is everybody, is us, right? You are God, we are God, I'm God, right? That's mm, sure. And that was the original intention. That's the echo of this old religion that we keep talking about, okay? And True. it's found in all symbology through the Christian churches yeah. up until the late 1700s when basically the reason we have Friday the 13th is because the Templars were all killed on Friday the 13th, but the Templars were slash Masons, okay? They all fled, right? Curiously, a lot of them fled here. I think that maybe is another re- another a different. We can't start this tonight, but maybe the the polygonal masonry wall in Gympie was built by masons in the seventeen hundreds mm. as a bit mm. of a game, okay? Um, because they had that paperwork, they had the, the the understanding. However, the triptych man is everything, and I think yeah, it was in when we did the triptych stuff back in twenty twenty one, I think, end of twenty twenty one. Um. My thought at the time was, holy shit, we've unlocked the code, but no one cares, right? Because it's hard to translate it. And this year I'm going to try uh, to do a bit more of that. But basically there is representations in the symbology, in the megaliths, but more in actually these massive churches that people worship this deity, whoever, whatever it is, okay? Yeah. Which again is the same story over and over again, like we've already spoken about, except the the key part of the story that, is different now is that the person in the middle is us, right? Right, And then this old religion was about achieving balance. I mean, if you think about, mm. so the triptych from a Australia Stonehenge, right? You've seen pictures of that with mm. the two medicine wheels and the stones going like that. Mm-hmm. It was a journey from the dark to the light, right? The, mm-hmm. the story goes, you would start that journey in the pitch darkness mm. and you would end it at, you know, in the light, mm-hmm. right? And that was the whole idea. And at the end of that journey, you were enlightened for want of a better term mm-hmm. right and i think the triptych is everything to do with that so um, when you say the triptych is unlocking the code yeah how does that relate back to the first thing we spoke about because the code is balance man right if we can achieve balance right so when do you have breakthroughs okay mm-hmm. either on one either on one extreme or the other Intense positive experience, intense negative experience. Mm-hmm. However, what cements those breakthroughs is when you are in balance, right? You achieve understanding mm-hmm. of those two extremes in balance. You achieve knowing in balance, in Zen, in flow. Mm-hmm. And I think all of us in our different spiritual journeys, that's what we're trying to achieve. So is the triptych about the way forward? To gain that balance, to regain that balance. Yeah, it's about understanding. It's about understanding that. So when you say that unlocks the code, what you're saying is it unlocks the unlocks the door to the future. Unlocks the human code, right? I think 
if we could all get over ourselves, mm-hmm. and that's the key there, right? If we could all get over ourselves and our traumas and our stereotypical cultural bullshit, right? Yeah. If we could get over that mm-hmm. and realize that we're all brothers and sisters on a big blue ball hurling through infinity, right? Mm-hmm. And that if we all, if we 99% of people are cool, right? So if we just all agree to be cool, mm-hmm. maybe we'd find a common ground mm-hmm. and through common ground would become common communication, right? Community. And community, tribe, on a global scale. Mm. And then we've unlocked the code. And then we've unlocked the code, man. Could you imagine <laughs> you. the energy, right? Could you imagine oh, the energy yeah. if we all knew, great. if we all just had a basic understanding that we were in balance, yeah? Absolutely. And the triptych is a physical representation of that. And the mm. reason I think it's mm. so important is that if I can present that correctly, uh, it will show people a way. Right, or at least give them a better understanding. It's about harmony, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. And when we talk about, I mean, there's another. See what the the triptych research has led me down is all the old church bells, right? Remember back in the day. I mean, even when I was a kid, mm. you still had church bells mm-hmm. in the community, right? Mm-hmm. Every day they'd go mm-hmm. off every now and again. Yeah. What if that bell was built, or especially the Gothic cathedrals, the big massive bells were built to let off a certain vibration? Mm. A certain frequency mm. or it hurts, right? That so looking at the triptych, I got diverted onto giant bells for a little while, right? And they, Sound healing. Well, <laughs> well, and it's the interesting thing. Mm. Again, this is all this is about future. Vibration. This is well, it is about vibration. This is future research, guys. So just teasing you a little. However, in World War Two, they took all the bells away, right? All the mm. massive cathedral bells. Oh, that's the rocket clock. And the the idea being, well, what they said is they needed the brass for ammunition. Basically, mm, because mm, a lot of these bells were brass, right? Or bronze mm, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. But apparently they there was the, there's these photos of fields of old church bells, right? And it's so it's, <laughs> they didn't use them after all. They didn't use them after all. So why did they steal the bells, right? It's the same reason for so if with the bell going off and the light refracting through the sacred geometry into the church into you there's actually an energy healing aspect to this which is totally trippy as well i like that which is the reason mm-hmm. right regardless of your faith or denomination mm-hmm. if you go into one of those massive gothic cathedrals there is a there's a presence there's there. a presence there there's, well, a, there's even an in energy St. stephen's it. and the ones in town you go into there and you walk in and it just hits you well, yeah, I mean that's it exactly does. right. All, yeah. all that symbology is present in there as well. It doesn't well. necessarily do it in the local, in the local little no, church no, no, on the corner. No, no, but anything but with the stained it, glass. St. Stephen's and, Stephen's and what's what's the other uh, one in Brisbane? It's not St. Patrick's, is it? It's I don't uh, know what it is. But there's one's Anglican one's and one's Catholic. Catholic. And, and the thing is, they're both. This, they both this amazing and this is the holy point. feel of presence. This, yeah, this is the point. They were both built by Masons, man. It didn't matter. It's the same builders, dude. You know what I mean? It's not. It's the same, and so. Look, it's again. Don't want to start a war, but it's all one faith, right? And it's just the the symbolism is echoed. But it's the same set of builders, right? Mm. Oh, that's a beautiful church. Can you build me one, right? Mm. And it was the Masons. So one of my theories yeah. is is that the Masons fled from France and Europe to Australia. Mm. And there's again different. These are all like you've got the triptych, and this is where the triptych takes me, man. It's like where this goes here, this goes there. It's trippy, man. Because of the <laughs> It is the echoes of the Masonic symbolism as well, Interesting. Um, which is a, another conversation. I mean, I, don't, I think the, the Masons are, I think they were misled. Mm, for I, sure. think, I think once upon a time they were the keepers of the knowledge of the, of the stones, which is why they're the Masons, however. Well, we both know that any any influential body has been infiltrated Yes, to prevent uh, the formation of community, other yeah. than community that agrees with the narrative, the yeah. uh, narrative of the mm. the bad side, which mm. we've designed is the side that is self-vested and not community-minded. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's the rocker clock, mate. Did you want to ask me anything else? Is there? We're gonna. We're gonna. I think this is perfect, mate. This is a lovely spot to leave it. I feel. Uh, we've achieved a great deal in a short amount of time i think we have too man i appreciate yeah. the always appreciate your time appreciate the conversation and i didn't know that where that one was going to lead however a few little teasers and and maybe the the listeners out there have got a 
a deeper understanding of my thought process. I mean, again, yeah, though, I do. In a, in a, <laughs> yeah, in an hour, it's hard to unpack all that. However, I think we did a good job, man. Thank you very much, sir. I think we might take it further in another podcast later on. Yeah, seems to be, mate. Seems to be. We'll explore the triptych a little more deeply. Yeah, you want to? Yeah, I'm putting. I've got one research slideshow already done for the triptych, which I can show you. Yeah. However, as is always with me, there's another hundred photos on my phone and files <laughs> and stuff that I've got to add to it. So, um, yeah, I'll be I'd be happy to, man. It, it's going to be part of the. Yeah, part of the ongoing research and, and mm. some of the, the the broader goals that I want to achieve this year with the show. So cool. Thanks, mate. Well done, brother. Till next time. Okay. Cheers. Do you want to go again? Let's do it. Yeah. Go again. All right. I know you've been here before. No surprise.